It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. I am excited. I have Dr. Andrew Gardella on the show today. And Dr. Andrew Gardella travels the world facilitating uh, classes to empower people to have ease with money, wealth, creation, as well as physical health. Uh, I think this is just one of those episodes that's going to be timely. It's a time where uh, people are stressed. We're all concerned. There's a lot of uncertainty. So it's, it's pretty exciting to have him on the show here. Dr. Andrew Gardella, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. You bet. And, and uh, you're cu- calling in or coming in from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you guys are uh, starting to get into your, what I consider anyway, your really nice weather, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know with Cleveland, though. <laughs> any of those, any of those uh, you know, states on the Great Lake that any of those cities on the Great Lakes, it could all of a sudden change. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the old saying? If, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute, it'll change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's give us a little bit about your background. Here you are. You're, you're a doctor of chiropractic medicine. How did you go from chiropractic medicine into wealth creation, uh, empowerment? Talk about your, your story a little bit. Um, sure. Yeah. Well, I was in chiropractic school and one of the things that uh, the like any of the doctors I asked, they would always tell me, you know, chiropractic school, you'll pass, like they'll get you to pass all your tests and everything, but everything, you know, all the additional stuff you, you want to take seminars. So I started taking some seminars in like the chiropractic realm. And then I started branching out more. And that's when I discovered access consciousness. Um, and so I start. I, I went to the first access classes and, um, I was just amazed at, at the tools and how effective they were and just how it could be used in so many different ways. So I kept taking those classes and I ended up actually uh, becoming a certified facilitator in access consciousness uh, around the same time I graduated as a doctor of chiropractic. So I started trying to do both uh, facilitating those classes and uh, working in an office. And I quickly realized that I didn't particularly enjoy working in an office. Um, I had told myself long ago that I wanted to travel and I kept taking more and more school. And then I realized working in an office, especially as an associate, you don't really have that much free time and that leeway to, uh, to travel or anything. So, um, I started branching out and really focusing on teaching all these different seminars, uh, that access had to offer and, um, mainly around bodies at the start because I was a chiropractor. I liked working with bodies. Um, it's kind of made what, sen- what made sense to me. But the more and more I, I did these classes and I talked to people and I learned really about the creation of your business as, a, as an entrepreneur, I got really more into the, the money and the wealth and um, the creative aspects of like entrepreneurship and and those things and so that's where i started stumbling across uh the wealth classes and wealth creators anonymous okay and you mentioned this thing called access consciousness what is access consciousness all about access consciousness is um a set of tools and techniques uh to help you change anything in your life that isn't working for you 
Uh, it was created by, created by Gary Douglas and uh, co-created with Dane here later. And it's uh, we've been it's been thirty going on thirty years that the that the the seminars and classes and access as a company has been around. And um, it's in at this point like one hundred and seventy six. 77, a lot of countries, 176 countries, I think was the latest stat. So it's all over the world. Sure, um, sure. And we have a variety of tools and techniques from verbal stuff to um, stuff that also helps change uh, your body and have more ease with your body. Great. Well, I think that, uh, you know, right now, uh, you know, it's just a, a very exciting time. I mean, you know, we are going through uh, definitely definitely through a transition. I think that to me, this is kind of a, a, a forced upon experiment, right? This global experiment. And some of us are coming out of this better. And some of us are going to come out of this more bitter. Mm -hmm. And it's really up to us. We have the power to choose, right? Yeah. And, and so it's interesting because you see this out in public. There's people who are, uh, I'll just use the word kinder. They, they, they really have a sincere heart to help and and they're trying to relieve suffering. And then you have some people who are just uh, have become greedier, more hard hearted. And, you know, and they, uh, you, you know, they, yeah, the toilet paper hoarders and the water hoarders and it's all mine. It's all mine. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's so obviously there's a bunch of families that are sitting on, you know, I don't know, much supply of, of both water and toilet paper. Uh, but anyway, so, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about money. Mm -hmm. and in good times or in bad times, I think that we, when I say we as a, as a society, as human beings, we have a love-hate relationship with money. And it seems that money seems to cause us a lot of grief. Uh, you know, we, we hear about people who win the lottery and just a few years later, they're back to broke and working a regular job and they've lost everything. So let's talk about money. What is the hang up with money? Is it, you know, it, I know that for some people, money is a reason that they think they're not making the choices they want to make and they don't have the life they want to make. So let's talk about money. Give, give me your thoughts on. Well, I think you, you started it up in a great way of like people want to you want to blame money for the, the your choices but right. your choices it's like you're the source of of the creation of your life and so often when i work with people it's it comes down to well it's about the money this is why i don't choose this or i'd like to do this but i don't have the money and 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 i mean even in my own life i, I do this and so it's like when i work with myself like on myself and like looking at things like one of the things, one of the first tools we give people is if it wasn't about the money, what would you choose? And um, this might seem kind of, uh, what is that? like a fantasy, but very often like people are like, well, if I, if it wasn't about the money, I would do this and I would have a million dollar house and I would have all these things. Well, is that actually true? You know, we, so often we, that's still basing it on the money. Cause you're like, well, if I had this amount of money, then I would do this and do this and that would make me happy. But oftentimes when I work with clients, it has nothing to do, like all these things aren't actually do with the money. It's like, you think the money's the reason that's stopping you. Well, like what's an example? Okay, well, if you wanna go on a trip and you think, oh, well, this amount of money is required. Well, is that actually true? Are there other ways of creating things? 
you know, right now, like, especially now people are, you know, under financial stress and they're, they're looking at choosing between things. But one of the, one of the tools, another thing you could look at is, okay, what other ways can I create this? For example, okay, you could buy something new, you right. could buy something used, you could buy like a scratch and dent thing, you know, that's remarkably reduced in the price that still is the function that you're looking for. So I, I think that's one of the, um, like that's like in a nutshell is looking at, okay, well, this, this is the money that's required. Well, are there other ways to get it? You know, right. could you change services for it? There's all these other possibilities that are available, um, to you that you might not be looking at. And right. that's, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. You focus, uh, you focus on what you don't have versus mm -hmm. all what you do have, uh, what you could do. And, you know, and if I could just say that's like when you when you're focusing on what you don't have, that's not actually wealth creation. Wealth creation is focusing on what you do have and how you can create more. Yes. Yes. So I, I tell you what I have. Uh, I'll, I'll give a couple of examples here. Uh, growing up, I remember, you know. My second year of college, maybe. I was, you know, like a lot of college students, I was, I was very broke. Uh, you know, you're, you're driving this jalopy. Uh, it's the only car I live in at this time in my life. I'm living in Houston, Texas, which doesn't have great uh, public transportation. And, um, you know, everything and, and nothing's close by. Right. It's spread out kind of like mm -hmm. you know, uh, a lot of cities are. And so I, I just remember. uh my car broke down. I have no money. I got a, and it, it was like a, I don't know, I think like a six or $700 bill. It was a, a, just a monstrous repair bill when you're broke, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh. And, and, but what's interesting to me, and, and this happens to all of us sooner or later, you know, but what's interesting to me is maybe out of sheer uh, desperation, call it law of attraction call it, you know, getting it done by hook or by crook, whatever it takes, those cars get fixed. You figure out a way, you you, you stop, you know, you figure, you move some bills around, uh, you figure out something to make it work. And I think that sometimes we are the most resourceful when we think we don't have it. Right. So uh, another extreme example is um, just about any entrepreneur out there. You know, there is a litany of people who started their business in a garage uh, or a spare bedroom and they started their business with like a thousand bucks or something like that. Uh, I think, um, you know, uh, Bill Gates uh, started that way. H uh, and P. Yeah. Hewlett Packard H. HP started that way, Micro, uh, or I think I already said Bill Gates, right? So Microsoft started that way, uh, you know, and so the list goes on where uh, there is, um, it just out of being resourceful, we are able to get things done. And so this is something that I think we get weaker sometimes when, for an example, if all of a sudden we go from not having money then we go to a place where we have a lot of money. Then it's, you know, we start paying for everything. And what I have found that 
if we stay in this, call it a state or the zone of resourcefulness, you know, we don't necessarily have to throw money at everything. Back to what you were saying, you could trade it, you can exchange it. Can you, you know, can you shop around for a deal? And so sometimes being broke and resourceful is a much better place to be than having all the money you want and just throwing money at everything because sometimes that also comes back to bite us in the butt. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's amazing to me what we get done when we want to. Well, you know, one of the things we talk about is people will, like you'll go to creation and you'll go to actual choice when you're when you have to, when your back's up against the wall. But until your back up, it gets up, up against the wall. Sometimes you give yourselves out like you'll get you're like, oh, well, I can you'll put it off or you'll procrastinate or whatever. And I, I think you're 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 totally correct with with that when faced with an extreme choice. Um, but, you know, I remember like I, I had a similar story when I was in chiropractic school, I lived off like a thousand dollars a month like for my rent my car to and from school like meals everything it was a thousand dollars wow and i looked back at that and i was like like now looking back after having you know been out of school for uh ooh, it's it's eight years almost eight years going on eight years now and like having worked and created a business and you know it's like, oh wow! I for you know you start to one. It's interesting because I still have habits that I picked up then that I'm still like, like you know, twenty dollars back then used to be a lot, and it took me yeah. a really long time to break that. Where I was like, I wasn't holding on to that twenty dollars like it was my last twenty dollars, um, which is you know really funny, but um, that's the kind of psychological mental stuff we get into. But then the other thing I look back and was like, wait, I did this. I could do it again if I really had to, and right. I know. Great, you know, like you said, it's like that's like, and these times, what I was really looking at for myself was okay, like I have a business where I travel around the world and teach seminars. Um, that really doesn't work right now. You know? So I was like, you know, and as this continues on, it's like uh, my schedule is is you know, I haven't really worked like been teaching classes since middle of February, and now I'm continuing on. So it's like looking at my business. Okay, well. The past isn't going to work. Like it's not going to be the same way now. Right. So what do I create now? Like obviously I could go to, oh, you know, this blame the like the coronavirus and all these things, or you know, and I could be like, well, I guess I can't do this anymore. Well, sure, I might not be able to do it the same way as I used to, and the same way, you know, it's interesting. I'm like, oh, well, I was successful this way, but I'm like, well, those things don't work anymore. They're not right. the same. So it's like finding new ways to create, you know, what it is that you would like. And that's part of it, I think, is reevaluating, okay, well, what would I like to create now? You know, because yeah. things have changed. Things like have you, changed. you can argue with that. You can fight against it. But, it, you know, in reality, things have changed. So trying to go back to the way things were isn't – it's like, you know, whether, you know, tomorrow they say, okay, it's gone and everyone can go – travel around well things are still going to be changed things you know rules there's going to be different institution of things based on this so right. um and i think you know when we look at wealth creation and everything there's also this aspect of creating the future and while you might not know what the future is going to be you can start to be you know i don't want to be prepared for it but but creating something where you're you're creating something sustainable in the future yeah. even if you need to shift it yeah, you know what, and so I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, no matter what, things have changed. And sometimes we as humans, again, we get stuck. Mm -hmm. It's not 
fair. You know, and, they, and so there's this feeling of betrayal because, hey, it's not my fault that somebody, you know, in China created this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that 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 believe that these corporations that are getting bailouts shouldn't get a bailout. I mean, these are multi-billion dollar corporations. They have, you know, a stack of cash. Uh, you know, they don't need a bailout as opposed to our, you know, the average person out on the street there who who uh, doesn't have that kind of uh, financial fortification. But let me ask you this. So what happens to us? What What is the difference in our thinking when we're broke and we we got to come up with the money no matter what? Is that, again, is that us just uh, using the law of attraction, as some people might say, or is that us digging deep into our I don't know, subconscious or, you know, just just, you know, deep into our courage and saying, no matter what, I got to get my car fixed. So I got to figure it out. Yep. Is that is that the creative juices? What's going on when we access yeah. that for ourselves? Talk about. Yeah, that. I think I think what you said is you access yourself. So you actually start accessing, you know, and what we why why, um, you know, access consciousness. Well, one of the things we talk about is you it's designed to get you to access consciousness, access the consciousness that you are, access the awareness that you are, and the things you actually might know that you don't think you know. And so, you know, like you said, when you when you start looking at when you're broke and you're like, okay, this is something that actually has to get done, well, you don't really take no for an answer. But so often we take no for an answer in our lives. And this is one of the things, when, you, when your back's up against the wall, you know no is not going to work, no matter what. Like, no is not an option. And I think, you know, that's one of the things right now with with all this financial stress and all kind of the, the uncertainty of it is looking at not taking no as an option. Um, yeah. You know. uh, all right. So it, somebody who's listening to us right now or uh, mm-hmm. and they want to know, OK, this all sounds great, but, you know, whether it's coronavirus or it's unemployment or whatever else happens, how can I go from thinking about possibilities versus thinking about limitations? How, you know, what are some strategies that we can use to really get involved and start using possibility type thinking? Okay. Well, one of the things I would look at is all, all the, the, the tools we use in Access Consciousness is about asking questions. When you ask a question, it opens you up to possibilities. When you have an answer, that's all you have. You already have your answer. You have nothing else. So a question actually opens you up to receiving a different point of view, looking at, at something from a different direction, and also just um, it opens you up to, you know, like you were talking about, the universe showing you a different way or giving you different information. So when we're looking at possibilities, and you can just, okay, so what else is possible here? You know, it's like I've been doing research and seeing, well, you know, a lot of people are, are out of work now or they're at home and they're concerned about their jobs and when they can go back to work. Um, but I was looking around and, you know, what, what businesses are actually working right now? What businesses are being successful right now? Because you can look at the limitation and say, you can focus on, okay, this, this I can't do this, this or this, but what actually is being created right now? What are the possibilities that are available? You know, it's like if you invested in Zoom before all of this started, you would be in a good place right now. Um, so, you know, and there's a, one of the things I've been asking, like the pizza places around here, 
And the pizza places are doing very, very well right now. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the grocery stores, the pizza places, like a lot of different businesses are up right now because of this. So, um, and that's not to say you need to go get a job there, but that is a possibility to you pragmatically. But I was just looking at, oh, wow, you know, we want to think that, okay, this is a recession or we're heading towards a recession now. But one of the things I loved was during the Great Depression, more millionaires were made at that time than any other time in the history of the United States. So there's always possibilities if you're looking for possibilities, but you just actually have to ask, okay, so so what else is like, and I'm looking at that with my business. I'm like, okay, so what else is possible now? What other ways do I have to create money that I haven't considered? Or, you know, since everything's changing, well, what other ways are there to create money now that haven't existed before in the past? Sure, sure. And, and I think right there for, you know, for, for our audience that, you know, the, 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 those are questions that open you up to possibilities as opposed to saying, you know, um, limitation, asking limitation questions, right? You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, you know, when you start, uh, one of the things that, that I've learned over time is that your brain is an incredible tool and whatever question you're asked your brain, uh, your consciousness, it will do its best to answer that question, even if it's ridiculous. You know, and so when you start asking what else is possible, what can I do that hasn't existed? What a great question that is. What can I, you know, what can I create that hasn't, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, as, as you said, hasn't created, that hasn't been created before? You know, those are awesome questions. And when people put that energy into that, that's when things are created. I mean, you know, the other day I came across, interestingly enough, uh, uh, he's a, another chiropractor and he created a, um, you know, a, uh, a sleeve that's an ice pack. So, you know, in the chiropractic as well as the PT industry, you know, it's very common to wrap an elbow or a shoulder with ice, you know, and you... And you walk around with this tape and plastic. And so what this guy created was just a sleeve and it can fit on your elbow or it can fit. Uh, he's got some bigger ones for your legs. And and so it's just, uh, you know, basically ice packs wrapped in something like spandex that that can stretch and, and, and to just about fit every size. And I thought that was amazingly smart. It's like when you see that thing that hasn't been created before, you go, wow. That is so easy. That's so simple. Why didn't somebody else think of this before? Mm -hmm. and, and, and he says that's the number one thing, the number one reaction that he gets is like, why Why did it take us humans so long to put a ice sleeve together? And because of today's technology, it can go from the freezer or the microwave. So it's, it's, it's dual purpose, uh, both heat and cold. But I just thought it was a smart thing. And it's because um, it was something that he was playing around with, again, in his field. As a chiropractor, with a uh, you know, it was something that he had to constantly wrestle with, and he started asking that question: "Is okay, how can I make this simpler? Because this is a pain in the butt." And he came up with that idea. So every day, somebody's coming up with an idea, and I want to use the flip side of this. Every day, a lot of us are getting great ideas, but only one or two people act on those great ideas, those inspirations, right? The other 98% are like, well, it wouldn't work for me. I don't have the money. I don't know what I'm doing. And so yep. all those great ideas just 
pass them by. Well, I mean, I know just recently I was I was joking around. So our, our company, we do a lot of um, like the, the main access company. They do a lot of live streaming all over the world. And one of the softwares they started using was Zoom. And, you know, like last year, sometime Zoom went for an IPO, had their IPO. And I was like, oh, maybe I should buy some. We use a lot of them. And I have a friend that does all the technical stuff for access. And she's had direct conversation with some of their more technical directors because we needed special things. And I was always impressed with her conversations with them. And I like how they, their rapport with her. And I was like, oh, I should, I had a thought. I was like, oh, I should buy some of this. And then it was just like, you know, just like one thing. And then I totally like, you know, left it alone or something. And then just recently we were having another conversation about it and I was talking with her and she's like, I was like, oh yeah, I thought about buying some when they went, they had their IPO and she's like, wait, what? They're a publicly traded company. And I was like, yeah, I saw it like, you know, last, I think they, it was last year, but right. years bleed together. So it might've been the year before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I just forgot about it. But now she's, she's like, oh man, we could, you could have bought some. And I was like, yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of like, it's a, it's like those, those kind of fleeting ideas we have that sometimes we don't act on that actually can create, you know, huge amounts of money or wealth for us. Uh, but we just kind of dismiss them or we write it off, be like, Oh, whatever. And then you, right. you, know, you forget about it. And then a year later you're like, wait, I had that idea too. And you know, it's like, uh, if I would have, could I should have, you know, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, interestingly enough, I think Zoom right now is about $150 a share, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, yeah, it's being used all over the place. It, 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 it will probably become, if not the market leaders, one of the market leaders because of this coronavirus situation yeah. that we're in. Um, and, and, you know, this coronavirus, again, yes, nobody wants it. But it's going to help many of us, as you pointed out, we're going to become millionaires during this time. There are people right now that are saying, hey, this is the best time ever. I got all these great ideas. Uh, no, you know, everybody has extra time on their hands, so they're able to get a hold of people. And they're, and they're strategizing and they're putting things together as opposed to being focused on what I can't do. Yep. And so, again, it's up to us. We have the choice. We can come out of this thing better or we can come out of this thing bitter. There's no there's no there's no two ways about it. We are in control. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, and I understand it can be difficult for people when you're like this comes out of nowhere. And it's like even for me, it was difficult with I was like. I was operating as business as usual. So I was paying my expenses and booking venues and booking flights and all those things. And then all of a sudden the income stops coming in and it's like, okay. So question is, okay, what can I choose now? You know, I've learned to go to question with it rather than go, okay, I'm not going to be able to pay these things or okay. Like now I have to, to give something up or okay. I need to do things or, Oh, now all my money's going away. Now I'm looking at, okay, so what, what other ways can I create income? that I haven't considered or what else can I create that creates money and revenue now? Right. Um, well, so let me ask you this for your own business in, in, you know, again, you were traveling the world, but now because you're not allowed to do that and you're using uh, products like zoom, let's say that we get the thumbs up tomorrow. Do you, are you, do you think that you'll go back to traveling the world or will you, do more online stuff because now you've kind of mastered that. 
Uh, I think I'll still go back to traveling world. I, I mean, I think we're all going a little store crazy. I mean, I might have it. It's, it's not as much, but I, I still really enjoyed like the personal interaction with people. I mean, you know, doing stuff like this is great. Uh, but there's, you know, and a lot of the stuff I still do is with, with, you know, your physical body. And so, you know, being able to put your hands on someone and actually touch them is still, you know, something that I see as valuable and, you know, can't, you, there's no amount of screen time you can do that's actually going to give you that physical connection. Yeah. So let's talk about this uh, because you do work with the physical uh, as well as the subconscious. How important is our physical bodies to, you know, wealth creation and and uh, reaching your goals? Talk about this. Well, so one of the things we look at, wealth isn't just about money. And most people think wealth and money are synonymous, but that's not actually true. Wealth is about having all possibilities available, all choices available. So when you're actually taking care of your body, uh, you know, do you have more freedom? Do you have more choices? Do you have more possibilities? And, um, you know, it's like uh, the people that their bodies fall apart in all those things, it's like, well, are they actually having everything that's available to them? Are they actually creating everything that's available to them? Because um, if you're, dis and, you know, you can have, you can have monetary, you know, lots of amount of money and riches, but then be have this poverty, you know, kind of mindset with your body in a way of like where money might not be the limitation, but your body is. And so it's like it still goes back to this idea of possibilities versus limitation. Like, are you using your body as a limitation or as the reason why you can't do something? Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and you look at uh, you look at the average American uh, you know, I, I think the stats is like 60% of us are obese now, you know, so, uh, you know, when your body is fatigued, either because of obesity or, again, you're just not taking care of yourself, you can't perform at the highest levels, uh, you mm -hmm. are losing yourself. And you know what, and our physical bodies are important, uh, you know, in our relationships as well, right? I mean, in relationships with others, um, there is a, a friend of ours who uh, he had, uh, I, I've only known this guy for a few years and I always thought he was bow-legged. Didn't mm -hmm. think anything about it. Well, it turned out that he wasn't bow-legged is that he had really bad knees. Mm -hmm. And so he ended up having both of his knees replaced. And prior to having his knees replaced, the, the thing that kind of put him over the threshold was that him and his wife were on their uh, uh, anniversary trip. And I think they were in Hawaii and he could not walk the beach. It hurt him so bad that he just couldn't physically could not walk the beaches with her. And so he decided that at that point, I'm going to get my body right. And this is a guy who's always uh, eaten fairly well, works out on a regular basis. But, you know, just wear and tear his knees on both his knees had gone bad. And he had put that off, put that off because it is a very evasive, uh, not only surgery, but the recovery is even worse because my wife mm -hmm. also had the uh, same procedures done. But, you know, not only is he not bow-legged, he ended up, you know, he ended up gaining like two or three inches of height because now he's got proper alignment with those joints. And, and so again, our bodies are so important. And one of the things that I've learned, um, you know, uh, 
just from uh, doing interviews like this, uh, there's a, a seal. And, and the thing that I learned from him was, you know, the, the more physically fit the, we are, the more mentally tough we are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's that old saying that fatigue makes cowards of us all. And so when your body is at uh, optimal health, you, you know, you, you'll do other stuff. I mean, you have more energy. Uh, you'll, you know, you, you're not as fatigued. Therefore, you're, you're not going to wimp out, I guess is the word I'm looking for. You're going to, you know, you're going to try to crush it because you're at optimal health. Um, you know, well, and, you know like, there's like, I just think of, you know, especially now with, with everyone kind of quarantined, it, it puts a little thing of where there's this lack of movement, you know, where you're talking about, um, you know, whether that's physical movement of your body, because you're, you can't really move as much as you used to, or, um, you know, energetic and mental movement, there's all this constriction and, and kind of all these things. And I know one of the things that I like to do with my business when I'm quote unquote kind of like stuck, like with a kind of more psychological mental thing, or like not sure which direction I'd like to go is I start moving my body. I just leave that alone and I go work out or I go for a walk or I do something where I have this physical movement, which I know like for me, like I've been an athlete, you know, all through up through college, it was like the physical movement always helped me move through or work through things even kind of that I was thinking through. Um, so I, I completely agree. You know, there's, there's th- this aspect of if we're really looking at true wealth creation of like all areas of your life, not just with money. Yeah. Well, and, and also there's the flip side of that where we've seen people who have traded their, their health for their wealth. Mm-hmm. And now they're spending their wealth to try to repair their health. Right. I mean, we see it all mm-hmm. the time, especially, you know, in these high power executives, you know, who, again, they've had a heart attack or maybe it's their second heart attack and they're starting to realize, hey, I got to I got to change the way I treat my body. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and now they got to spend hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to repair the damage that they've done. They, and so, yeah, I think our physical body is certainly important. Uh, and, and I like your example of you know, taking a break and, you know, doing something physical, you go for a run, you go work out, you do something and it, it really opens your mind up because you're, you're engaging your body. Um, and, you know, that's the same thing we look at when I'm talking about asking these questions is, well, we, you want to like, when you're looking at possibilities, it's not something that you've already decided is. It's something that's outside kind of like your mind and high, kind of how you see things. Because it's open, you know, it's it's something that hasn't been tried before or it's just a different direction that you haven't looked in. So I think, you know, whether it's asking these questions or just moving, like it can get you out of your own way and, and, and look at, okay, so, you know, back to the Corona example, we can't do things the same way. Okay, so you could just, just say, well, I can't do it. Or you could actually look at, okay, well, how can I actually create this? Or what else could I create that's greater than this? So I'll yeah. look at, oh, well, the store's closed, so I can't do this. Well, what other, what do I really need from the store? How can I get it? Do I know someone? Like, you know, this goes back to like, not actually taking, no, like not, because really true limitation is what stops. It's a stop point. It's, right. it's and wealth is just an ever, you know, it's an ever expanding possibility. So it's, yeah. if we're looking at always expanding and always having more and greater and, and possibilities, then you never really stop. You can just go, okay, well, what other way? And that's another question I love is, okay, so how can I get around this? Um, you know, when we have 
things in my business or or policies or you know just things don't go the way you want and i always look at okay so what other possibilities are available and how can i get around this because you might want to like you know there's there's just roadblocks well you know a roadblock is a roadblock but there's always can you go off roading you know or what other ways can you get to it or is there another way of you you um, achieving it or a different way of achieving it or creating something greater than you think because i know many times um, in my own business when things aren't working well, maybe there's another way to do it that works better or yeah. greater. You know, we often think of, oh, this is the way it works, so it should keep working this way. I mean, the, the funny thing is, um, like with all this stuff, usually I book my flights and everything out. And I had some of my flights booked, but I didn't have a lot of my hotels and my flights and everything booked, like, which was weird for me. Usually I'm very consistent with at least a month out or something, and I didn't have it all. Because everything just felt weird. And every time I tried to go and do it, I just couldn't make up my mind. And I was like, okay, well, whatever, I'm going to leave it. And then all this happened. And I was like, oh, okay, well, somewhere in my world, I was aware. I knew something was there. I just didn't, like, I mean, how would you ever have a reference for for coronavirus? Coming up again, you know, that's the that's the thing about the, uh, again, that, that consciousness that, uh, that we can tap into. You were getting those you know, call it a vibration, a feeling, yeah. something was, was impacting you. And therefore that's why you couldn't do what you normally do. And, and which brings me up to this, you know, this is kind of an interesting thing that uh, the more fine, find, uh, what do you call it, more tuned in we are to ourselves, we can, we can start perceiving, wait, something is blocking me from doing X or doing Y. I wonder what it is because sometimes you know, we have to be comfortable taking a step back and saying, okay, something is going on versus trying to push through it. Mm -hmm. There's a time where we have to, you know, push through, right? I mean, uh, we hit that roadblock. And as you said, how do I get around this? What can I do? Whatever. And then there are times when we got to say, wow, this, something's weird. It's usually not this hard to book my flight. So I'm just going to yeah. take a day or two to, to think and, and recoup and then, and then see what goes on. Um, and again, it's practice. I think that sometimes we get so, what's the word I'm looking for? There's that programming out there that. We just get so busy with the, the, the predictability of this is the way I do it. This is always the way I should do it. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this, because this is a question that, that uh, I think a lot of people ask. To me, it's limitation type question, a scarcity type question. And that is how much is enough? Right. I mean, you know, uh, Dr. Andrew, you got a gazillion dollars. You got four or five houses. You're, you're living this, you know, extravagant house, lifestyle, you, you know, all this other stuff. You know, do you need any more money at this point? I mean, it, you know, whatever. So to me, that's a limiting question. How much is enough? What is your take when somebody asks you a question like that? Well, I would ask them, well, what's what's enough for you? Because what I found is everyone has a number of what's enough for them. Or most people, like very rarely, if anyone ever, they all have a number. Even like I know with mine, like my business started doing very well. And I hit a point where I'm like, oh, that's enough. But once you hit enough, that's actually a stop point. That's the limitation. That's the bounds which you cannot create beyond. So I went months and I noticed all my, like my business was, start grew to a point and then it just stopped. It hit like a ceiling. Well, why? Because I had the point of view that that was enough. So no matter everything I created, and even if I started doing more, it would just kind of dissipate 
and it would never go beyond that ceiling. Um, and so that's where I had to look at, okay, well, what, what's, what am I look, like, what do I see of this? And I was like, oh, it's enough. And I was like, well, is that actually true for me? And I was like, no, it's not, because I'd like to create more in the world. And, you know, it, for me, it, it's never, like all these classes and all these things aren't about the money. It's actually about um, empowering people and getting them to see a different possibility. And, and you know, the, the different possibility that comes up uh, with me, you know, because I, I like it. It's so oftentimes I see someone in the classes get something and then I'm like, or they say something and like me, I get something out of it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't think about it that way. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, oh, I need to change things up or I need to look at it differently. Right. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's not enough. I think there's, you know, people, uh, and I think, you know, you can go to the extreme and be like, okay, well, what about Jeff Bezos and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, those are like, okay, that's one person out of what, 8 billion people or something. So you, you're like, like, this is, you know, I think, you know, speaking to that, right, when there's so many people that are nowhere close to that or anything, it's like, why, why would we go to this extreme? Right. Um, that's extreme and it, uh, on top of extreme. Like, well, what, what about looking at, okay, well, for me, I would look at, okay, so how much, one of the things we give people is with wealth creation and everything. Well, like, what does it take for, like, make a list of everything that you would like to do in a month and get your budget. And not just like your monthly budget of food, rent, like all the quote unquote necessities you have, but actually include the things that you would actually like to start having in your life too. So if you'd like to travel once a week, uh, like one weekend out of the month, okay, price that out, put that in there. Start looking at, you know, if you'd like to have more dinners going out or if you'd like to, to, to go on like a long vacation for however much time, start putting that out and planning out like how much each month you would need to make. Because one of the things that, that I've seen in clients and I know from my own life is we think we have this number of what we need, but oftentimes it's not actually what's going on. Like we don't actually ask for the amount or start looking to create the amount of, month of money we actually need to have, you know, wealth in our lives. Right. Um, yeah. You know what? And, and uh, I think that uh, it took me a while to get to the point where when somebody starts asking about, you know, how much is enough, I, I think that it comes down to what your intent is also. For example, you know, you look at somebody like a Jeff Bezos, since you brought him up, we'll continue with that example. Jeff contributes a lot to charity. I believe he's got his own charity, but I know he contributes a lot to charity. Uh, he's, it's not like he's sitting around in a bolt counting his money going, Ooh, I'm worth billions of dollars. None of these guys do that. You look at uh, uh, people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. They also contribute quite a bit to charitable organizations. You know, Bill Gates, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, they're trying to eradicate polio um, in these third world countries. And, and, and his foundation also was able to, come up with uh, some of these third world countries that don't have uh, enough drinkable water. Uh, a lot of people are drinking water that also has human filth in it or human waste in it. And so he, they spent literally millions of dollars to come up with, uh, with different toilets that don't require additional water and, and, are, and are able to, uh, what do you call it, get rid of the waste. 
sanitize everything, keep these sanitary. Everything. And, and because they found out that people were dying by the droves with, you know, from diarrhea because they would mm -hmm. drink disinfected or this unsanitized water and then that caused diarrhea. And then that's all they have the drinks. So the diarrhea would never go away and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so, so I think part of it is what, you know, what are you going to do with the money? Well, and, and, and uh, real quick, and I was going to say, you know, so how much love is enough? How much, you know, how many good deeds is enough? How many, you know, uh, how much health is enough? And so I think that part of our job here as humans is to, uh, and I think you kind of uh, alluded to this, is that we're constantly ever expanding. I mean, if you didn't have to work right now because you have all the money you need, maybe you can write the book or series of books that changes the world. Or, uh, you know, you mentioned travel. Maybe you you do some travel for yourself as fun and then you travel for charity. So it's, it's again, what would you do if you didn't have to work? Again, it's, it's a, it's a possibility type question. Yeah. And, and I, I look at that, you know, um, I forgot what, Oh, well, one of the things I was going to say is cause I was looking at, okay, what well, would be enough for me? But one of the things I realized is if I really want to grow my business and create the, the business and create the change and the impact in the world, I have to, to have more like, Enough for me might be I lived on a thousand dollars a month, so that that could be enough. But is that actually going to create the change and the possibility in the future that I, I desire? Um, and so that's something I look at because you know, and like all these people that have all this money, a lot of it is tied up in, in being able to run that company. You know, how much money does it actually take to to be in charge of these companies? You know, and be have the power to make the decisions of where the company is going in the future. Um, so much of that is actually in stock and stake of those companies. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes we, we look at it from this point of view of, oh, that's just all straight cash. Well, no. Um, and, and I think this is a, it's a good point for wealth, too, because it's like you can have money and you can have cash and they can all have a monetary value. But what else do they actually contribute to your life? Because, you know, I could live, go back to the thousand dollars a month and it's like, could I do it? Yes. Um, is that going to maybe have all the comforts and all the possibilities in my life that I desire? No, not really. And that's one of the things I look at because it's like, oh, okay, well, now it's nice to have a comfortable bed and a nice apartment and, you know, not have these things where I'm like, oh, gosh, my car needs to be repaired. What am I going to do? You know, like, like it's nice to, to like, it's, it's enjoyable to not have those stresses. Yeah. And use that stress as like the creative fuel in a way and come from a different place and a different possibility of like, okay, cool. Wow. And you can actually be grateful for it. Cause I know I'm always like, Oh wait, I just spent a hundred dollars. And it was like, like, I was like, okay, no problem. And it's like, you know, and it's so funny when I do that to me, cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm in, like, you know, I'm in such a different place. And it's like, wow. For me, it's something where I'm like, well, that's cool. Cause I created a different possibility in my life. And it was something right. back in chiropractic school when I was living on a thousand dollars a month. I was like, okay, I'd like to change this. Like, this isn't, this isn't enough for me. This isn't, this isn't the life I'd like to live. And I think, you know, that goes back to the question of what's enough. I think everyone's going to have a different kind of thing of what's enough for them. And the yeah. thing is you can change too. Like you might get to the, you, you know, if you keep creating and you keep creating and all of a sudden you get to your enough and you like, okay, well, live it, enjoy it, see how it is, because that's what I did, and then I got to it, and I'm like, 
oh wow, now that I'm standing in this place, I thought I would have everything I want, and now I realize there's actually way more available now. It's not that there's less available or I have everything I desire, I'm like, I'd like more. And I think that's you know something where we make ourselves wrong for it, is this desire to have more. And I don't mean, mon like me, like monetary things, I'm, I'm not really more, but I like to have more possibilities, you know, it's nice to be able to go, oh, I'd like to go do this, and you can just go do it. You don't have to plan or wait or, or anything else, and that's the position I've created my life in now, and it's like, oh, I'd like more of that, you know, and that's, I think, where people have to look at it. It's like, well, what would you like in your life? What would you like to have as your life? What would you like to create for you? No, absolutely, absolutely. I think, I, I think that's exactly uh, what we do, as you said. We make ourselves feel bad. I think that one of the other things that you said that a lot of us fall out of the habit of, and that is being grateful. Look, if you can afford a $100 lunch or a $1,000 dinner or a trip around the world, it's something that you have put on your, your goals. It's something that you've strived to do. You should, as you said, celebrate that. Um, mm -hmm. Not everybody gets to do that. You should be grateful for that. And as your wealth continues to grow, I think that uh, being grateful is going to uh, just in, just be empower, empowering. I think that gratitude is such a strong emotion and that uh, it, it makes things, it, it makes everything much more enjoyable. Uh, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, interestingly enough, in in the in your world, in, in the way that you help your clients, I think that a client, uh, your clients would go, wow, this guy's living in a tiny apartment and he's trying to survive on a thousand dollars a month. Maybe I shouldn't be getting a. <laughs> and you know what? I, and I, I realized that, too. That was one of the things I, I realized is like, wow, for for me to be seen as an authority in the world, like I have to to have a different point of view, I'd have to have a different, that was one of the things that actually spurred me to create more was I, I was realizing that I was like, oh, well, people look at me in this, cause I, I uh, you know, since it's, it's quarantine time, I can be a little casual, but usually like when I do the seminars and everything, I wear a suit and I would come back to the hotels in a suit and I would be sir. But if I was just in a t-shirt and jeans, I would just like, they either wouldn't notice me or I wouldn't be sir, or they wouldn't recognize me. Right. But I was in the suit and they would always recognize me. And I started realizing, wow, like, you know, and I could go, oh, well, people are so jaded or they're so concerned. You could go down that road. But I was actually looking at the possibility of it. It's like, oh, wow, being this creates a different possibility. Showing up as this creates a different possibility. And, and so that's where, you know, looking at the possibility of it is like, okay, so what possibilities do I desire to create in the world? Well, I'd like more of this. I like being called sir. You know, I like being like these things that actually create my business and my life. And I'm like, okay, so this is something that I need to create more of that. And, you know, having more money actually makes that easier. Yeah, it, it does. Look, you know, again, money, believe it or not, money doesn't solve all the problems, but it's a nice possibility. It opens up to the possibilities. Uh, instead of instead of uh, staying at the Motel Six, uh, you can stay at a much nicer resort or something like that. So it opens up the possibilities. Andrew Cardella, we're out of time. I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to having you back again. Thank you so much for inviting me. You bet. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch, and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.